This is Angela, and thank you for joining us again for the podcast, The Wrong That Made Me Right. Today, we are going to be discussing disappointments, and I have my husband, David, here with me again. Hello, my love. Hello. So good to have you here helping me with this. So disappointments. There are many things and people, areas in our life that where disappointments come from. So some of the things we're going to be talking about today are desires or wants, parents, children, spouse, family, church, and unexpected events. So what causes a disappointment? Basically, it's because our expectations were not met for whatever it is that we were expecting. So can we set ourselves up for disappointments? Absolutely. That's from us having really high expectations that maybe we should not have had. So we're going to talk about some of these areas of disappointments and what can how we face them, how do we deal with them. So desires and wants. Um, I was thinking about like house, job, maybe a dying dream. I can remember one time when we were getting ready to buy a house. And I remember you coming to me and saying, what do you think God is saying about this? Do you remember that conversation? I do. Um, We both desired to have a house for a very long time. And uh, we're very excited. We even were going through the process of uh, possibly purchasing a house. Yeah, we even put a down payment on it, didn't we? Yeah, we started uh, the whole process. But uh, God told me one day, this isn't the place for you guys to live. And that was very difficult to accept. And then I had to go home and, and talk with my wife about it. Yeah, and when you asked me, it's like I I knew because he was telling me the same thing. So I remember actually starting crying and saying, oh, my gosh, God doesn't want us to have this house. And you're like, yeah, he's telling me the same thing. And how disappointing it was that we couldn't have what we wanted or what we desired. But looking back at it now, like that was probably, what, 10 years ago maybe we were trying that? Yeah, at least uh, 10 or 12 years ago. Yeah, and now looking back, I can see, well, God knew better than we did, even though it was a disappointment for us at that time that, you know, he knew better. Um, Jobs, jobs can definitely be disappointing, disappointment with people that you work with or even the company that you work for. We both had experiences in that. Mm -hmm. And a dying dream. I don't know. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that have had a dream that you just see it slowly slipping away from you or maybe it's already ended and you're just like, oh my gosh, how do I deal with this? I've put all of my hopes on this one dream and now it's not going to happen. Have you Have you ever had that, David? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've all been there. I mean, I had a dream of one day having a baby and... That just never happened for me up to this point. I'm still not pregnant at this point. But anyways, um, it was something, it was a dream that died so many times. And I had been disappointed so many times, just month after month after month, that you're just like thinking to yourself, God, why are you putting me through this? Why can I not have what I want, what I desire? And then again, looking back, because I had gone through two divorces before I got to you and so thankful that I have a righteous man in my life now. But now I think, you know, if I would have had children with those men, how 
much more difficult my life would be right now. So actually thanking God now that he didn't give me what I wanted and desired back then. Uh, Another area is parents. We've all had disappointments with our parents. I mean, teenagers, how many times have we butt heads with our parents and been disappointed at how they've handled things? Um, What about you, David? Right. Um, You know, you could have a set of parents that are too involved, too controlling in your life, or they're not involved enough, and they didn't give you the time or the attention that you needed when you were growing up. And that can be a huge disappointment that people carry for many, many years in their life. Yeah, and it, yeah, it can definitely affect you for a long term. When my um, mom married my first stepdad, um, I was like five years old at the time, and I can remember him being so excited when we had to go to bed. And I was like, oh my gosh, he's so happy when we go to bed. It's like he doesn't love us. And I remember crying my eyes out to my mom saying, you know, he doesn't love us the way he loves you. Not really understanding as a five-year-old, you know, what that whole love thing was. And she was like, oh no, of course not. You know, come down and talk to him. He'll tell you that he loves you. So I went down there and said, hey, it seems like, you know, you don't love us like you love mom. You're always so excited when we have to go to bed. And he's like, oh, you're right. Oh, my gosh. I ran upstairs just crying my eyes out. What a disappointment. What a huge disappointment for a five-year-old to be told by someone, you're right, I don't love you the way you want to be loved. And you think to yourself, okay, that would, like, scar you for the rest of your life. But it didn't. But, however, it did prepare me for when you and I got married and um, our six-year-old, um, when we married, I inherited your three kids. Mm-hmm. But our six-year-old came to me and said, you know, I know you don't love me as much as you love daddy, but will you play Barbies with me? And immediately I flashed back to that moment. Mm-hmm. And I said, I love you just as much as I love daddy. And yes, I will play Barbies with you. And, you know, it just goes to show that some of the disappointments that we have in our life is to actually help someone else down the road. Mm -hmm. And that maybe we don't see it or understand it at the time. But then later on in life, when that hurt can be used for something good, which is what God does. You know, he takes our hurts and he uses it for something good. And that to me was just like a great example of of God taking one of my huge disappointments as a child and, and turning it to something better so that someone else wouldn't be hurt, you know, the way that I was hurt. Mm-hmm. And speaking of children, how many times are parents disappointed in their children? Right. And why do we get disappointed in our children? Again, we have too high expectations on them. I mean, we think maybe they're not turning out right. Um, we might feel disconnected from them or distant. I mean, we're like, look at our generation and what we came from and and our kids, what generation they are. What have you noticed with them? Yeah, there's a big difference between the generations in, in the way that we handle things, the way that we do things. Um, and sometimes it can, it can make you wonder, did I raise my kids right? But, you know, you raise them to be their own individual people that God has created them to be. 
and and I'm sure that they've ex- they've expressed to us <laughs> that they were disappointed in how he, we handled things, <laughs> which then kind of can lead to being disappointed in ourselves, right? I mean, to me, I think that's the hardest is being disappointed in yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, oh man, I'm really messed up. You know, how do I how do I fix this, or, or or can I fix this? You know, so out of all the disappointments we can experience in life, to me, the hardest is when you're disappointed in yourself, mm-hmm. and then you have to try to find a way to work through that. Um, other things that we talked about and disappointed in is spouse, um, family. And it kind of goes along with the parents and children is that we just have high expectations. Um, I think communication can be a problem is that when we're not communicating, uh, that definitely causes disappointments um, in just the way that they act or the way that they talk. And the one thing that I have on here that I don't think people really think about is disappointment in church. I think when they come to church, they expect everything's going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Or they, ever... they expect the church and the people in the church to be perfect. But the reality is, is that no church is perfect because it's filled with a bunch of imperfect people. And that's why we need a Savior in our lives. And uh, I believe the biggest part of overcoming some disappointments is forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, which was the our last podcast that we just did. Right. So if you didn't hear that podcast, go back and listen to that one. But definitely, like going into the church, it's um, people, maybe so-and-so said this or said that or did this or didn't do that or um, the music is too loud or it's not loud enough or the preacher preached too long or he didn't preach long enough. You know, there's always something in the church that can be disappointing. It's just a matter of what are you going to focus on? You know, are you going to focus on the disappointments or are you going to focus on what's right and what's good? And the, the last thing in the, the category that I had there was just unexpected things, whether it be injury, sickness, death, maybe plans that you had that had to be changed, um, harsh words that were said by somebody that you weren't expecting. You know, that, that can be a very big disappointment. I mean, I'm one of those planners, so I pretty much planned out my whole life, I think, when I was a little girl, and it did not turn out any way like I planned it. And yes, there was a lot of disappointments in my life, but I can honestly say right now wholeheartedly that being married to you has kind of made up for all those disappointments. (laughs) I'm glad I got you fooled. (laughs) So how does our disappointments affect our relationship with God? What do you think? Well, um, I think a lot of people have turned away from God because of a disappointment. Mm-hmm. Because there was something that they were expecting God to do for them, but it didn't come through. And, I mean, these can be very, very serious things. It could be even the death of a loved one. Mm-hmm. You know, that uh, I prayed and asked God to save their life and to heal them, and it didn't happen. Yeah. So, so like, therefore, God disappointed me. I'm angry with him. I'm not going to talk to him anymore. Mm, so yeah. it's it, it's a very real thing that people become disappointed because they had expectations that God was going to do something for them, but he didn't, well, do, it. He didn't do it. 
And I, I believe that was a podcast that you covered at one time, wasn't it? It right. may have been. <laughs> yeah, it's like he, he let us down. He doesn't care about us. He doesn't love us. That's what starts going through our minds. I mean, I had that mm-hmm. myself. I can remember going to you after I found out that my one sister was pregnant. And I remember sitting there next to you and just say, doesn't God love me? You know, why isn't he giving me a child? Doesn't he mm-hmm. love me? And you have to just like go back to like, no, I'm going to stay focused on God. I know that he loves me. His word tells me that he loves me. And I don't understand why he's doing what he's doing. But I'm going to continue just to go forward and and, and to trust okay. him. Um, when I think about in the Bible, the story of Joseph uh, and how many things happened to him. I mean, he got sold into slavery by his mm-hmm. brothers, and then he ended up in prison because a woman falsely accused mm-hmm. him. And But then when all was said and done, I mean, how many years span that was? Quite a few. But then when all is said and done, God placed him in second in command after Pharaoh because he stayed faithful to God through right. all of that, through all of what he was right. dealing with. And the key thing about Joseph, or you even think about Job, who... Lost almost everything, but then in the end, God turned around and blessed him with a double portion. Uh, they didn't focus on the disappointment. They acknowledged it. They may have even grieved it, which is a healthy thing to do. But don't spend too much time focusing on the disappointment. Instead, when you read the story about Joseph, he just focused on just what focused can I do to help people, and through that, he was able to, was move, able forward to move forward through those disappointments, through those disappointments and, God and God was able to bless him for it. Yeah, I, I know that when you start focusing on what can you do to help other people, too, it helps get your mind off mm-hmm. yourself and what you're feeling, and that can definitely be helpful in working through those disappointments and like you said just acknowledging it and grieving it Mm -hmm. is definitely key and processing through it you definitely need god's help it's not something that you can do on your own um i mean i can have i remember times of being angry with god and um, letting him know i'm angry with you you know you didn't have this happen or you didn't have that happen and him kind of put me in my place of like um okay well i know what's best you can't see down the road, mm-hmm. and I can. And when you look at it, that's what Joseph did, is he focused on his relationship with God, and he also focused on helping other people. And that's how God helps us work through these disappointments. And as we talked about before, people can become disappointed in God, and I'm sure Joseph probably did. You know, here God showed him in a dream how people would be bowing down to him and and my brothers would be bowing down to me but yet they threw me in a pit they throw me in i was sold into slavery i've been imprisoned here in egypt this is very disappointing god why did you show me that this is what was going to happen but yet here i'm sitting in a prison and all of that to just for him in the end to actually save his nation of people to save his father and his brothers yeah and you know, when I mentioned earlier about um, the whole thing that happened to me when I was five years old and then 
how it affected our six-year-old later on down the road made me think of this um, scripture here in Second Corinthians um, 1, or chapter 1, verse 3 through 4. It said, Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort, who comforteth us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort that we ourselves were comforted by Mm -hmm. God. And that, I think, is an amazing thing, is that God comforts us when we're going through our disappointments so that one day when someone else is facing that same thing, we can comfort them when they're facing their disappointment. So unrealistic expectations. Let's talk about that because that's what usually leads to our disappointments is that we have unrealistic expectations. So what ends up happening? We either make a plan that won't happen or maybe it didn't happen the way we wanted it to. We're not going to get everything we want. So we might as well just throw that right out the window because that's an unrealistic expectation. We're not going to get everything that we want. If we don't communicate with others regarding our expectation, then we're already preparing ourselves for a disappointment because communication is key with a lot of things. And I think that can happen a lot with spouses. Mm -hmm. You know, we talk about with spouses being having such good communication that if you don't communicate, you're going to be disappointed. Um, If I don't communicate to my husband, hey, I need a hug or I need some type of affection right now because I'm feeling kind of low, you're not going to know to come over and give me a, a hug just on what I'm thinking on mm-hmm. the inside. You know, it's it's not like you're a mind reader. Right. So communication is really good to help in any situation to avoid mm-hmm. disappointments. So also our reaction to disappointment. Our reaction to disappointment can definitely make it worse. I can remember when me being a planner, I would make a plan, and I don't know if you remember this early in our relationship, but when it didn't go according to plan, mm-hmm. I got upset. When <laughs> when dinner didn't go right, I got mm-hmm. upset. So I think I've learned not to get angry or upset when that happens. But So our reaction can be anger, rage, crying, ignoring people. Some people will just shut down, shut themselves in, become really quiet. Um, I think you do that. I think you get quiet. Yeah, I do. And these, these are all natural reactions. All human beings are going to react in certain ways to disappointments. And these are all natural ways to uh, grieve a disappointment. Uh, but you can't stay there for a long period of time. That becomes unhealthy. Uh you know, ignoring people and shutting yourself away from other people because of a disappointment. That's just unhealthy. And uh, grieve it, acknowledge it, but at some point you got to start moving forward. And another thing that I think is unhealthy, and I mean there may be some therapists out there that disagree with me, but daydreaming about it all the time of how you would have wanted it to go. Mm-hmm. Because if you keep on daydreaming about the same thing over and over and over again of, oh, I wish it would have went this way. I'm going to think about how it would have went the way I wanted it to go. Then every single time you do that, you're just having that same disappointment all over again because it didn't go Mm -hmm. that way. So how can 
our disappointments be positive in life? How can it affect us in such a way that it is positive? What do you think about that? Well, um, moving through the process, and in, in I think because of our faith, we, we tend to uh, fall back on that a lot. Um, Romans 8 and 28 says, And we know that all things work together for the good to love. The, for the good to them that love God and to them who are called according to his purpose. So for us in our faith, folks, taking the focus off of our wants, our desires, and saying, okay, what does God want from us? That can help us take a negative disappointment and turning it into something positive. Absolutely. And I think each time that we have that disappointment, if we can just learn something from it and be able to move on, then it is going to make us stronger to be able to handle disappointments hopefully better in Mm -hmm. the future. And a big thing of it is just trusting God. Because I think a lot of disappointments that I have had in my life, if I wouldn't have trusted God, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now just to know that he knows what's best. I may think I know what's best, but every single time that I had a major disappointment and down the road I see how it worked for my good, that right there is a a teaching, a learning that him teaching me and me learning that, hey, yeah, he really does know what's best Mm -hmm. because he has shown me over the years with past disappointments that, yeah, this is really the way it needs right. to go. Now, not to say every disappointment we have, God is going to show us why, because there are going to be some disappointments we are not going to know why. But I think that he shows us enough on them of the why that we should trust him for the ones that we don't know mm-hmm. why. Right. And, you know, we always talk you know, we talk about communication here. It's okay to communicate okay with God and let him know, God, I'm disappointed. I was really hoping that you would have done this or done that or bless me with this job or this, but it didn't happen, and I'm disappointed. It's okay to communicate that to God. I mean, I think he understands what disappointment is. I mean, after all, he's had to pull us out of our life of sin. And that's a big disappointment right there when he has to fix our mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, when I think of when I mentioned earlier about the biggest, hardest disappointment to get over is when you're disappointed with yourself. I think if you can just realize and just grasp this, that God already knew what you were going to do before you did it. And he still loves you. And he still hold you in his arms so if he can do that then you need to just let go of having that bad feeling of being disappointed in yourself and just know hey i'm going to make mistakes i'm going to learn from it and i'm going to move on and when you make the next mistake hey yeah i'm disappointed i did that i shouldn't have said that i shouldn't have did that but you know what i'm going to learn from it and i'm going to move on because that's what God would want us to do is to learn from 
our disappointments, whether it be ourself or other people, and to move on and to be able to to use that knowledge to help others, to help ourselves, to help the kingdom. You know, that's what we're all here for, is to help each other and for the kingdom to grow. Um, what to do during a disappointment. So, you know, David already kind of mentioned about falling back on our faith. And that's where I think that we should go. It's continue to worship God, continue to thank God for what he's done, continue to put your trust in him, and just keep on moving forward. Right. And, you know, if it's uh, if it's a spouse, if it's a child, if it's a friend uh, that maybe has just.